In the name of the, Fa- of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, one God, amen. Happy Theophany Feast. Uh, today we are celebrating the baptism of the Lord Christ. And, and when we look at it, um, a lot of times people, if we focus on the nativity, we focus on the resurrection, because these seem to us to be like very important events for the work of salvation. When we think about the Lord Christ being baptized, sometimes we, we think about it and say, what benefit did we receive from the baptism of the Lord? We can understand why we need to be baptized, right? We understand the theology of our own baptism. But what does the baptism of the Lord mean? And why is it important for us? Actually, it is in this baptism, in this event, is where the Lord revealed who he was, right? This is why we call it the theophany, right? The word epiphany means like the manifestation, like the appearing, the revealing of something. So the theophany is the revealing of God, right? The revealing of the divine nature of the Lord Christ. And as we had read in the Synexarian that the Lord had lived for 30 years after his incarnation on the earth in relative uh, obscurity, like nobody, nobody really saw him as being any important person. He didn't go around preaching. He didn't do any miracles. For the most part, he was very quiet and to himself, and he hadn't begun his ministry yet. The baptism of the Lord was the beginning of his ministry, where we see the manifestation of his nature, of who he is. And in this theophany, actually, we, we, we learn many mysteries, and we learn many things about the faith that we're going to speak about a little bit today. What did the theophany reveal to us? The first is it revealed the mystery of the Holy Trinity. When we read in Luke 3.22, it says, And the Holy Spirit descended in bodily form like a dove upon him, and the voice came from heaven, which said, You are my beloved Son, in you I am well pleased. So here we see the Son, the Son of God, the Lord Christ, being baptized. We see the Holy Spirit appearing above him in the sign of a dove. We hear a voice from heaven, which is of the Father. And so this baptism that the Lord is is performing, that he's subjecting himself to, is done in the name of the Trinity. This was the beginning of the ministry of the Lord Christ. Also, at the very end of the ministry, right um, when Christ is sending out, we call it the Great Commission, when the Lord Christ, Christ sends out the apostles to go and to preach into the world. He says to them in Matthew 28, Go therefore and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. So the, the ministry of the Lord began with the baptism and, and ended in baptism. The final command that he gave to his disciples was to go and to baptize. This is the importance of this work of baptism. This, this, this entire um, uh, kind of ministry of the Lord Christ was to bring people to repentance and to bring people to baptism so that they would believe and then be saved. This is why the, the mystery and the sacrament of baptism is so important, and this is why the, the Feast of the Theophany is so important in the Church, because we remember that this was the revelation of, of God as Trinity, and we remember that this is the institution of this work in us. Another thing that is revealed... Uh, in the theophany is the Lord's death and his resurrection because when we become when we come to understand the theological meaning behind baptism we understand that it is related to death and to resurrection in Romans 6 verse 4 it says therefore we were buried with him through baptism into death that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the father even so we also should walk in newness of life So we are buried with the Lord in baptism. And this is very important because there are many things that the Lord asks us to do that when you 
when, when, when we think about it on its face, it doesn't make any sense, and we wouldn't know how to do it unless he gave us a way to do it. For instance, when he tells, says to us, unless you eat of my body and drink of my blood, you have no life in you. So a person would ask the question, how is it possible for me to eat of your body and drink of your blood? We take this for granted in our understanding now that this is represented by the, the, the communion and the, and the liturgy, that we are eating the Lord as bread and we are drinking the, the, the Lord as, as, as wine. But for those who heard him speak about this for the first time, they were confused and even offended by the idea that we would eat the Lord. We would eat his body and drink his blood. The same is true here with the idea of dying with Christ. That in order for us to have salvation, in order for us to have resurrection, that we must die with Christ. So what does that mean to die with Christ? Does it mean that we're going to actually climb up on the cross with the Lord Christ and die with him physically? Die with him in that way. Well, that would be very difficult for us to accept such a thing, right? But the Lord gave us another means, a way by which we would die with him, and it is through the water of baptism. The baptismal water represents death of the old, and the rising up out of the water represents the resurrection of the new. That we, are die, that we die in the waters of baptism, and that we are resurrected when we come up out of the waters again. This is why we baptize by, by immersion in water. That the water represents like a burial. We are going down under, under the water as though we are, we are dying, and we come up out of the water, and we believe that we are a new creation. So both the literal death and the resurrection of Christ, as well as the death of our old nature and the creation of the new nature, all of this is manifested here in this Feast of the Theophany. And this is important because it is through this sacrament that then we gain access to everything else, and we gain access to paradise, we gain access to being in union with Christ, we gain access to, to uh, the Spirit of God that works in us to transform us, to change us, so that we can become like Christ in the work of sanctification. All of this begins with baptism. This is why actually um, in the church, of course in our church it's not like that because the way our church is designed, but the, the traditional construction of a Coptic church, you have the baptismal font is at the very back of the church. Like the very first thing that you see when you walk in the church, you have the narthex, which is like the foyer lobby area, and then there is the, 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 um, the baptismal font there because it represents the first step to the church, like the first step to salvation, the first step to the body and blood of the Lord. That when you walk in the church, first you must be baptized, and then you can enter. And actually it used to be uh, in, in the older traditions that the catechumens would not even enter into the church at all. You know, we, we now, we, we have the, the believers and the catechumens, those who are still not baptized, but are learning about the faith. They come and attend the liturgy with us, right? But they don't take communion. But at the time, not only did the catechumens not attend the liturgy, they would not even enter into the church. They would have a special place outside of the church itself, right? Which is the, the narthex, and this is the place where the baptismal font would be found. So the first thing that you do to enter the church is you must be baptized, and this is the, the, the death and the resurrection of our old nature. The fourth, or the, the next point that we learn about the, the theophany and what did the theophany reveal is that um, the renewal that we will have in the Lord Christ, that this is, this is a life of renewal, that we, are, that we are constantly living a life of renewal. In 2 Corinthians 5.17, it says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. All things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. It means that the life that we were living before our baptism should look nothing like the, the life that we live 
the, excuse me, the life that we live after baptism. Right? This is actually why we are given a new name in baptism. Because it's like we have a new identity. The way that we live, the, the, the places that we go, the things that we do, how we spend our time, the people that we're with. In everything, our life should look different before and after baptism. And actually, if you pay attention to the commandment that the priest gives uh, to the person who is baptized, or in the case of a child, to the parents of the child who's been baptized, the commandment that is given is very clear, given this is a way that you should live. You should live a certain way, you should do certain things, you should avoid certain other things. Because this is a life of renewal. We are given this new nature and this potential for being filled with the Holy Spirit and being transformed and changed day by day by day. But it is up to us to use this, to use this potential, to use this opportunity. It is possible for us to quench the Spirit and that even though we are filled with the Spirit, we ignore all of its uh, conviction, convictions. We ignore every time that it convicts me of, of sin or, or tells me I shouldn't go this way. Instead, I, 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 I ignore. I ignore what, what the Holy Spirit is saying to me. Right? This is not, we're not going to be able to benefit from the renewal. Right? That's like taking something that's been brandly, like brand new, washed and clean and putting it back in the dirt again. In order for us to make use of the work of the Holy Spirit in us, we have to be receptive to his work. The next thing that is revealed in the mystery of the Holy Trinity, or sorry, in the, in the Theophany, is that we receive forgiveness through the shedding of blood. When St. John the Baptist was... Uh, preaching as the forerunner who came before Christ. He was preaching about Christ. And when he saw Jesus coming, he says in John 1 verse 29, he says, Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. He, he saw him and he saw him as the Lamb. He is the Lamb. This is, this is his whole role in the salvation. We, we focus a lot on the, the actions that Christ did in his life. For instance, he preached many sermons, and he gave uh, many teachings, and uh, he performed many, many miracles. But the primary function or role that, that the Lord served in his life, in his ministry on earth, was the shedding of his blood. He was the Lamb of God, because he is, just as in the Old Testament sacrifices, the one who was to shed his blood for the salvation of the whole world. Okay? So forgiveness is achieved through the shedding of blood. Prior to this and prior to baptism, our sins cannot be forgiven. Prior to the manifestation of the Lord, our sins cannot be forgiven because, because our, the, the gap, the separation between us and God cannot be healed, cannot be reconciled. But after the coming of the Lord, we can now be reconciled with the Father and we can receive forgiveness of our sins just as the people in the Old Testament, after they sacrificed, they would receive forgiveness. This is again attained through baptism, right? When St. Peter was preaching to the people, uh, he told them, Repent, and let every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. Right? Let every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. This, this um, baptism requires repentance, but it is a sacrament that changes us and renews us from the inside. The last point I want to mention uh, is that it, this sacrament uh, or, or the, 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 sorry, the theophany is revealed to us the way of sanctification. The way of sanctification. In 1 Corinthians 6, 11, it says, But you were washed, but you were sanctified, but you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of our God. In order for us to be temples of the Holy Spirit, we must be put in order. Okay, imagine like you are going to invite someone who is very important to your house, 
imagine the Pope is going to come visit your house. And when he's going to come and visit your house, you want to make sure that the house is in complete order, like so that it's perfect, so that when he comes, he finds the place in order and good. This is actually what the, 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 the waters of baptism does, is it puts us in order. It, it, it cleanses us from any filth of the, you know, like in wickedness, and makes us to be able to be temples of the Holy Spirit, places where the Holy Spirit can dwell. So we are called after this renewal and after this cleansing that, that we keep the house in order, that it's not just a one-time cleaning and that's all. This is why actually when the Lord washed the feet of the apostles, okay, so when he was going to wash the feet of St. Peter, St. Peter told him, no, I will never let you wash my feet. But then the Lord responded to him and said, but if I don't wash you, you have no part with me. So Peter said, well, wash me, not just my feet, but my whole body. Okay, so then the Lord said, those who have bathed need only to wash their feet. What does that mean, only those, those who have bathed? Those who have bathed are the ones who have been baptized. Those, those who have been cleansed by the washing of the, new birth, of, the, of the renewal of the Holy Spirit, those only need to wash their feet, which means what? Repentance, right? So we begin our spiritual life with the baptism, and we continue in repentance. Symbolically, we are washing our feet and removing the filth that is, comes on us because of our sin. So we are called to live according to the pattern of life that God taught us. He gave us the, the, the means, the grace through the work of the Holy Spirit. He gave us the pattern. He gave us his commandments. And we are called to respond to God's calling of holiness. God wants us to live holy. God, when, when, when we strive for holiness, it's like we are removing the obstacles between us and him. When we strive for holiness, we see God clearly. We understand him clearly. We are more focused on the spiritual things and less on the earthly things. But when I turn from this and instead I focus on the earthly pleasures and the, the, the distractions of the world, it's almost like I can't see God clearly anymore, like he's far and distant. I don't feel his presence strongly like I did before. So we are called to live differently, to live a sanctified life, to live a life that is full of, of holy things. This is why St. Paul said to the Philippians, he said to them, finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there is any virtue and if there is anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. How do we live a life of sanctification? After we have received the renewal of the Holy Spirit in our baptism, we meditate on all these things. We think constantly about God's mercies. We think about God's good thing, good character. We think about his commandments, all the good things that he's placed in our life. All, any person that is good, any, any teaching that is good, anything that is positive, right? I, I meditate on these things. I value these things. And I, I, I'm always filling my life with them. And instead of filling my life with earthly and sensual and fleshly things. So in this miracle of the Theophany, the Lord revealed so many things to us. He revealed himself, the fact that he is a trinity. He revealed to us the way of renewal. He revealed to us the way of sanctification. He revealed to us the death and the resurrection and its meaning in the waters of baptism. And this is why we celebrate this great feast. We ask God that he manifests the, the spirit of the Theophany always in our lives so that when we, we wake up every morning, it is like a Theophany. It is like we are, we are seeing the Lord. We are, we are, the Lord is being manifested to us and that we walk our day all, all, all day long experiencing Him and knowing His presence. And glory be to God forever. Amen.